Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for January 18th, 2021. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am coming to you live from Instabeltine Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. I'm joined today by the owner of Ignite Wrestling from Vero Beach, Florida, Ms. Kim Artlip. How are you, ma'am? I'm good, man. We're representing the Treasure Coast today, big time. That's right. That's right. Um, of course, we have the, the fifth anniversary show coming up uh, this weekend, so we're going to spend the morning talking about Ignite, Ignite Wrestling, uh, the upcoming show, and everything from A to B, I think, in the last five years, I hope. That's a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about um, Ignite, and from the start, I'm I've mentioned to you in, in pre-production here that I'm new to Florida, so I haven't got a ton of experience with Ignite, and I want to just kind of introduce Ignite to myself and to the audience. And um, so let's start with five years ago, and I, and I know you did a lot of research before Ignite launched. So what are some of the things that you found missing in the industry that you wanted to incorporate when you first launched Ignite? Um. About six years ago was when I actually wanted to start. So I spent a year planning this and um, I wanted it to be more fan-based. Uh, what had happened was a lot of the shows that I was seeing in Florida were kind of vanity projects and that's not a nice thing to say, but they were guys that weren't getting titles on other companies. So they were like, hey, I'll start my own company. I'll put the belt on me. All my friends will come wrestle and we'll just do whatever random thing storyline we've ever wanted to do and it was kind of convoluted and it really wasn't enjoyable to watch uh, because you had guys that were not serious about being wrestlers that were in there that you know, look like Bob from the dealer Chevy dealership that always wanted to wrestle anybody and everybody was jumping into these matches and battle royals and people were getting hurt and I wanted a place that was the wrestling that I grew up with. And I'm, I'm 57. Yeah. I had a birthday. I had to think for a second. <laughs> I'm 57. Um, and I'm, I just had a birthday and um, you know, the thing was I wanted, I wanted to create memories. I wanted to create that sense of awe and, you know, you know, the first time you you saw Jimmy Fl Superfly Snooka come off the, the turnbuckle Madison square garden and you couldn't believe that that's what I wanted people to walk away with. Uh, with a memory and something that they would always remember. And I wasn't seeing that. I just wasn't seeing that. I was just seeing people. It was more of a hangout and it wasn't entertainment anymore. Yeah. In that sense, they might've walked away with a, a bad memory. And if they were a first time fan, maybe didn't come back. Hmm. Yeah. That was a big thing. I wasn't seeing, cause we went to several shows and you had your small base of fans, but you saw a lot of people that were walking out at intermission and never coming back. Ooh, yeah. And, you know, when, you, when you're seeing half the fan base walk out, uh, you know, half the attendants walk out at intermission, unless there's another event that's going on in town, that's not a good good sign at all, right. uh, especially when you're an event yourself. Now, did you find people, you know, within the industry or, or outside that were willing to help you? In the beginning? Uh, Lindsay Dorado was very key. Um, uh, he actually invited me to his house, sat me down. We we spent an afternoon talking about, you know, what he had seen in Chikara and what people were doing right, what people were doing wrong. And I did a lot of research about watching how people were booking, watching how people were running the back, looking at how they were running their merchandise and their doors and their tickets and their advertising. 
because um, it was people that had no background in social media. They had no background in business. And that's my background. I was a project account manager. So being able to approach it as a project account manager has made it a really a different kind of beast for me than a lot of the promoters. Gotcha. And, and I guess the, the converse of that is a lot of people don't necessarily take wrestling seriously. So I'm, I'm wondering what you encountered in the beginning when you first started approaching people locally um, and how they handled it and how you handled them and were you able to convert people like that into believers or were they lost causes or, or what was that experience like? I have a lot of lost causes. Uh, I have a lot of people that are like, what's your real job? What do you actually do for a living? And, you know, I, I basically, it comes down to it. It is a theatrical production. We all know that. Uh, it's no different. And I had to explain it when I started going to networking events up and down the Treasure Coast, because I would introduce myself and people would laugh. I'm no different than the wedding planner. I'm no different than the event promoter at the, the Fen Center. I'm no different than the event coordinator anywhere else. I'm an event coordinator, promoter. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it's no different. Um, probably the, the, the weirdest one I had was I had a guy that ran a Greco-Roman wrestling school who offered to come before one of our shows to teach the guys moves so that it would be a better experience for fans. And I had to look at him and I said, dude, I have collegiate wrestlers that, that work for me right. as professional wrestlers. Uh, that's a little bit insulting. And um, he didn't quite understand why I thought that was insulting to say, I'll come in and teach your guys how to be real wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> It was, a, it was, it was awkward. And, and I run into the guy all, uh, for a long time. I ran into him at events and he would not come near me because he thought I was very rude uh, because I wouldn't let him come down and I wouldn't let him do. It's like, you know, climb down off the cross, dude. Someone might need, yeah. need the wood, you know, <laughs> but he would still come to your shows and stuff, but he just uh, was. Uh, he, he, I've seen him at two shows. Okay. Um, I, I have seen him at two shows. Uh, he won't sit near me at a networking event and just talk to me. Mm -hmm. He'll get on the opposite side. There will be a hundred people. He'll be as far away from me. As soon as he sees me, he runs. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of time has transpired since then, but what's the most rewarding part of what you do today and, and throughout the process, I guess? It's what... My favorite part, this sounds really, really corny. My favorite part of a show is watching people's faces, especially mm -hmm. kids. When I see, uh, I, I had a friend that brought her her four-year-old. And after uh, the match, I saw Kylan King on the floor being pinned by this four-year-old. Oh, fun. <laughs> and that, I cried. I was crying. I cry every time somebody wins a title. Uh, mm -hmm. When titles change hands, I cry. Um it, it's it's all about the experience that we give to people. Um, it's not it's not about money. Trust me, it's not about money. I ain't making that much money, but <laughs> it's it's about it's about the memory and it's about the experience and it's how many people can remember when they went and saw a show or when they took their grandkid or you know their kid or their. I have a lot of uh, and and I call them wrestling virgins. I have a lot of people in Vero Beach and the Treasure Coast that have never been to a live show. And you just did that recently with your mother-in-law. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 
And just watching their faces when somebody comes off the turnbuckle is the best part. It is. It is when you have a new fan that you're sitting next to and they're smiling and they're, it's hard to see a smile right now, but sometimes you can hear a smile, you know, through oh, yeah. laughter and things like that and applause. And, um, you know, even, even as a fan, it's fun to create new fans. So, yeah. Oh yeah. You can tell just their, their body language, how engaged they are. And, you know, and they're, um, I, I always tell the story about my grandmother. I could never sit beside my grandmother. Even on television, we took her to live shows. She kicked and punched every 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 time. And if you were near her, she'd have you in a headlock. <laughs> I mean, she was she was a very engaged wrestling fan. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I think you might have answered this, but is that what success looks like for an individual ignite event? You know, seeing the fans in that way, or is there some other metric that you use to measure success? Uh, of course, I'm going to say attendance. We you know attendance is a given. Uh, you know, attendance, but it, it's the finished product. Did we do something that I'm proud for people to watch? Uh, did everybody, did people sitting there enjoy what we did? You know, and were there moments that people are going to talk about? You know, it, it's, it's you know, th those viral silly moments that, you know, become gifts. That's the things that I look for. Um, you know, rather than just having a show that I really can't remember anything about. And I've had those, <laughs> trust me. In the beginning, we had some that are just kind of a blur, but you know, you know, some of the some of the moves uh, and some of the matches are, are I'm gonna always remember because they were just that exciting. Right. Um, in regards to talent, um, there's there's so much talent, especially right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, during a, the pandemic when promotions all over the country aren't running and whatnot. Um, how do you identify talent for the show, for your shows, and what kind of things are you are you looking for? Um, we've had 150 different wrestlers that have worked for us over five years, so that should tell you that we have a we we have a small core that do our shows, which are basically are our champions and a, and a handful of others. But we're looking for people that uh, you know that engage with us on social media. That we we check their social media. We're seeing what, how they're acting at other shows. We're talking to their trainers. Um, and there's a lot of people that we pass on because they're they're jerks. <laughs> Be nice. I don't want anybody toxic in my locker room. I don't want anybody toxic in my ring because uh, we're very family friendly. And I'm not going to say things don't slip out in the heat. Um, sure. We actually were doing, I was doing an interview with, a, with someone during a match and I said, yeah, we're really family oriented. And the guy in the ring who had never worked for me before yelled, anyone want to see a murder? Oh, boy. <laughs> I was just kind of laughing. I was just like doubled over laughing. I was like, you know what? I can't control these guys. But, you know, we we try to keep the, the language to a minimum. Um, and it flips out. They forget. But, you know, we, we you know, we're, we're people. Stuff happens. Sure. Um, so right before we went on, went on the air, you mentioned to, to me, behind you are the the new women's tag team titles um and you mentioned on twitter there they are you mentioned on twitter that uh may 15th you're going to be crowning the first ever ignite uh women's tag team champions and so kind of a two-pronged question mm -hmm. and what why is right now the right time for that for ignite but then also kind of industry-wide it seems like it's been the right time over the last couple of years so um, what's changed in the industry from your point of view 
that makes right now the right time. This was actually supposed to have happened well over a year ago. We've had these belts since, um, I want to say 2019. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to be, they, they were supposed to be a buildup into 2020 and hi COVID, you know, <laughs> there went every plan we ever had. Um, women are main eventers, uh, regardless of what you say. There'll be people that'll argue that you shouldn't have four titles in a company uh, because that's the majority of your show. Uh, it's not going to be a title that's going to be defended in every show. It will be de defended every other show, uh, more than likely. But we need to showcase these women. They pay as much dues to train. They put as much hours in the gym. And they're not paid on scale to the guys. And that's, that's like a crying shame to me, that these, these girls go to the same school, put out the same amount of money, Plus, they have to do all these photo shoots and all this stuff that guys don't have to do. Right. Get recognition. And, you know, um, I think it's time, uh, both as an industry and as Ignite, uh, we are a very diverse company and we need to showcase that women are main eventers. And that's what we're doing. This show is a main event women's match. Right. I mean, often when, I, when you watch even the national promotions, these days, the women steal the show often. I mean, you had that on WWE the whole last year with Sasha and Bailey. Uh, Impact the knockouts, the knockouts, and they just had tag titles introduced this past weekend. They often steal the show, so I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It and in some cases, the women's division on the national promotions, um, it's a differentiator against some of the other products. So. Well, I mean, you look at AEW. Um, Red Velvet's worked for me. Kylan's worked for me. Skylar's worked for me. Catalina, Casey Lennox. Um, I think there's one more. I'm forgetting. But, you know, I got five girls appearing regularly on national television. Why don't I have tag belts? Right. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Sure. Yep. Um, so, so we are in the middle of a pandemic. We've talked about it a couple of times. What has, have you done and what has, what has Ignite done during the pandemic to maintain fan engagement? Uh, we've doubled our social media presence uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're building our social media presence on Instagram. Uh, I'm constantly working on getting more engagement. We're coming up with a new video series uh, that's going to be uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, kind of hit or miss because I do a lot of the, I do all the video editing and all of the post-production normally. So it's, it's, been a big learning curve for me in five years to go from, hi, this is Photoshop to, yeah, look at all my posters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we, we, we've engaged, we, we've, you know, we came out with a new trading card line this year, uh, which is our, I think our fourth, fourth edition. Yeah. Our fourth edition uh, of our trading cards. Uh, and, you know, we've got new t-shirts, we've got new merchandise. Uh, while a lot of people went to sleep, we just grew. Uh, I mean, th there's no reason not to to engage. Uh, we still had girls and guys, you know, Serpentico and all these people in AEW. We had people in NXT. There was no reason for us to 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 shut down, um, at least social media wise. Right. Do you think fans are more um, anxious to get back or cautious to come back? Like what? Which side of the spectrum do you think they're on there? They're anxious. Yeah. 
there. They're so anxious. Uh, this, uh, cause I've been in the brewery a couple times walking tree where our show is and just sitting in walking tree and people that recognize me that have been at shows, there is more buzz for this show than any show we've ever done. Uh, because people are starved for entertainment right now. And with walking tree being as huge as we are and with us doing temperature checks and asking people to put politely to use masks whenever possible, we can distance so we can actually spread out a lot more than a lot of venues can. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, so what's your point of view as a, as a regional independent promoter? Um, what do you think this, the uh, state of the state of the business is in terms of, you know, nationwide, international, like what is, what position do you think wrestling is in right now? Has it been beaten down? Is it like ready to rise up bigger than ever? Um, I think it, it's undergoing a transformation. Uh, ha having to go from stadiums and live shows to the Thunderdomes and these very small things has taught the it, for the wrestlers, it's a learning curve because the wrestlers no longer have that energy to feed off of. So it's made the wrestlers have to engage more with the cameras. And um, I will say one thing, it has really increased a lot of people's skill set that way as wrestlers. Uh, for the industry, I'm a little hesitant about WrestleMania, to be honest, um, simply because oh, Tampa and Florida is such a hotbed of COVID. Mm -hmm. To have that kind of influx into Florida, I will be surprised if the event happens. I'll say that. I don't think it's time for an event of that proportion. Uh, small local shows, distancing, you know, temperature checks, COVID tests, that's one thing a large major event. I've already announced on social media, we will not be in Tampa. We're not going. Um, absolutely not. We did that. And we've done, we've done WrestleMania. We did WrestleMania in 28, 2017, 2017. I think, yeah, 2017, we did it when it was in Orlando. I don't have to prove anything. Right. Um, it was something that I can say I was a part of. I don't feel the need to get into that situation without an amount of crowds and, the inability to control uh, the situation because I like control a little yeah. bit, <laughs> a little bit of control. <laughs> so I have a whole I have a list here of like rapid fire questions. Um, right. I say rapid fire, but you know, it, it's not like you have to give a one word answer, just, you know, free form. Okay. Um, if people are hearing about Ignite for the first time, is there a match or show that you would direct people to go watch um, right now to get familiar with the product? Casey Lennox uh, versus Kylan King or Leo Rush versus Desmond Xavier. Okay. Where can they, where can they go with those on YouTube? The YouTube? Okay. What's, what's a stereotype or stigma about or within wrestling that the world or community needs to drop? That we're all mud shows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're living a dream. Is there a video, book, or some other motivational content that you love and absolutely have to recommend? Um, I don't know. I actually have a book. I wrote a book. I have a book on Amazon. Um, I, I wrote a book about becoming a promoter. Uh, I, I would have to say uh, Gary uh, Vaynerchuk. Okay. And, and Gary Vaynerchuk and the DDP book. Um, yeah, I've heard the DDP. I'm a huge DDP, and if it wasn't for DDP, I'd be in a wheelchair. 
Yeah, really. Yeah, I know he's he's incredibly motivating. I've I've um, I've read and gave him my money in the past because <laughs> he is he he does get you up off your butt pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, DDP DDP uh, uh, absolute. I think is it is it called absolute positivity or something something positivity. He's got. Uh, I I've read it and I can't even tell you what it's called, but yeah, and Vaynerchuk. Um, so walking tree brewery is 40 minutes from my house. What mm -hmm. songs should I listen to on the way to get pumped up for the show? Disturbed. Okay. You need to be listening to disturbed, maybe a little saliva, some skillet. We got to do the classic, maybe a little Metallica. Okay. You know, we got to get that little angry energy going. We got to, we got to pump you up. All right, all right. A little ACDC. All right. And then when I get to Walking Tree Brewery, what's the first drink I should get? Uh, I would say it would be the um, the Duke Snyder. Okay. Uh, they, ha they have a couple of Duke Snyder's or the uh, Straw Hat. It depends on what kind of – one's a dark, one's a light. Okay. Well, it's my wife and I are both going, so we'll get both. <laughs> Um, is there someone in the uh, in wrestling that you've worked with that inspires you? Serpenico, John Cruz is he 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 is my spirit animal. All right. <laughs> my spirit human. Sorry, John Cruz is my spirit human. <laughs> um, and I love I love watching him on Dark. His matches when he tags with Luther and he, he gets he's he is the weapon. <laughs> it's very fun. Um, what's the most exciting thing? about Ignite Wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> um, you never know what's going to happen. I I really, when people are asking me, like, who's going to be the champion? What's going to happen? I haven't decided. It's Monday. The show's Saturday. I'm not telling you. I'm not putting all my cards out there yet. Right, right. Uh, you don't know what might happen. I, 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 I can be sneaky. <laughs> I love uh we know we love a good surprise. Wrestling fans oh, have always no, you're like this one. <laughs> <laughs> so the fifth anniversary show, um, I think I've seen six matches announced. Mm -hmm. Um maybe there's maybe there's more, but um mm -hmm. the women's championship match, Aspen Rose versus Dream Girl Ellie versus the champion Casey Lennox. Um, I've got the gymnasty boys versus Beast Lee and Leon Scott. Justin Blacks versus Twitch. Captain Aaron Nova versus Jarrett Diaz. That classic tag team versus Tech. And Kylan King versus Troy Hollywood for the championship. Um, a couple changes. Um, unfortunately, Holly Cromwell and The Glitch have COVID. Okay. So they will not be at the show. Uh, Justin Blacks will be joining Beastly against the Gymnasty Boys. And um, I'm trying to think what the other one. Aaron Nova, Jarrett Diaz. Kylan versus Troy Casey in the triple match. Um, yeah, that's why we had the triple match because Holly uh, is unable to wrestle. And um, who knows what Leon Scott's going to do? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there, I have a I have quite a few people that are just showing up that you know I don't know what their roles are going to be because okay. I've heard Zach Cooper might be in the house. I've heard you know I've heard. Several indie names that are going to be there, but I don't know what the role is yet. All right, all right. Is there 
is there a match on there? And, and maybe you don't want to say, but is there a match that you think is, is likely to steal the show and capture the hearts and minds of, of the fans in attendance? It's going to be between Jarrett Diaz and Aaron Nove because their social media battle has been hysterical. Okay. Uh, and they're two young guys trying to prove a point and uh, the women's triple threat. Okay. And of course the gymnast, gymnasty still every show. So, you know, um, you never know where they're going to end up in the building. So I'm just going to say, guard your beers. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> they may end up lap dancing on you. You don't know. They may end up laying on the bar. We've, we've had, we've had some, we've had them ride in on bicycles and all kinds of stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, this, this has been, this has been a lot of fun. Um, tell people where they can go to find out more about Ignite and, and get tickets for the show if they haven't yet. Um, IgniteWrestling.com. Our ticket link is on there. You can also get them at the door. Please note, we will do a temperature check at the door. If your temperature is over 100, uh, you're going to go home. <laughs> Sorry. We're not going to let you in the building. Uh, all of our social media is at Ignite on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can also catch our shows on Twitch and Roku. Okay. Well, it's good. I, I appreciate the uh, the temperature checks and everything like that. I like feeling safe. So uh, my wife is probably annoyed with the number of times I ask for hand sanitizer <laughs> in a given day. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. And there, there are sanitizing stations that Walking Tree has. Plus, we may add a couple. Plus, ours. Uh, then we'll have ours in our back. Uh, but yeah, um, Walking Tree's been fantastic about their their sanitizing. Uh, just please note that sometimes maybe between some of the matches, we may be wiping down the ring. So uh, it may not be a quick between matches, but we're more, we want to make sure the wrestlers are safe. Well, I'm sure walking tree appreciates that as well, because that gives people time to, you know, to refill. get here and go to the food truck. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, thank you very much, Kim. Uh, this has been the daily wrestling news for uh, January 18th, 2021. We'll see everybody tomorrow.